Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have on the show Melop Morella with Insight Business Strategies. Welcome. Hi, Lee. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about Insight Business Strategies, how you serving folks. Absolutely. Well, um, again, like you said, my name is Melop, and I am a business strategist and coach, and Inside business, inside business strategies helps small and mid-sized businesses increase their annual revenue by fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars in ninety to one hundred and twenty days by helping them increase their leads, their conversions, and their sales. So, what's your backstory? How'd you get into this line of work? It's it's funny actually. My undergraduate studies were in international business and administration and finance, and for about three or four years, I kind of veered away from that path and did a lot more sales, um, a little bit more marketing. And then in 2019, this is, I think, four years after I moved to the U.S. because I'm from Kenya, I decided to start a business. And I initially was going to go into financial coaching, but I just I didn't feel that pull that I thought I would. And stumbled into business coaching and my heart just resonated with it. Um, because I, I honestly, you know, as a business owner at that time, or trying to start a business, I felt the excitement going into it and understood that, you know, so many businesses struggle, especially at the beginning um, and in the first five years. And having someone to mentor me was such an added bonus. And so I decided to go into business coaching because I saw the need for it. And, and I, having gone through the path myself, I saw that, you know, I could positively influence people in this space. So talk about that journey of having never been coached to being coached or mentored. How did you, uh, how did that come about? Were you kind of actively looking for a coach or a mentor or is this just something that organically happened in your career? It actually, um, it, it more or less organically happened. I was more just looking for classes to work on personal development and I found a coach. I actually um, went through Evercoach by Mind Valley um, through a named a guy named Ajit Navlaka, and he has a coaching program for coaches. And he was actually my first coach, and now I actually have three coaches. <laughs> um, I can't get enough of it. So you know, I see the benefit in it because it's they all they all coach me in different areas and being able to have that outside perspective when I get so uh, narrowly focused is so beneficial uh, for me, I would say. So by having multiple coaches, how does that work for you? You have them for specific um, challenges that you're going through or you have certain areas you want to excel at. So you have kind of help in doing that. Yes. Um, I, I found that they all kind of appeal to me in different, in different ways. Um, one of them is just really great at, the business coaching sphere in terms of um, the just doing the processes and what works well and just understanding me. And there's one who is so good at 
focusing on the consultation side of being a business coach um, that I just, I constantly am picking such amazing nuggets from them. So they all help me in different areas, I would say, and at different times in my life. I feel like I reach out to them when there's a specific thing that I think they're great at and would give me such good insights. Now, in part of your work, there's a coaching side um, where you're kind of asking questions and you're kind of being a Sherpa and helping somebody move forward. But there's also a consultant side where you are actually kind of actually doing some of the work. Can you talk about how you delineate the two and and how to decide when one approach is more relevant and more uh, the way to move forward than the other? Yeah, absolutely. So this idea of the coach consultant, actually, I got from Ajit, where you consult the people in the business. I'm sorry, you coach the people in the business and consult the business. So where that kind of, I draw the line, it depends on, you know, it's different for each business that I'm working with. There are certain businesses that have their systems and their processes in place in such a way that there's um, a sense of freedom for the business owner and they can then um, work on the mindset side of it in terms of the coaching and helping them kind of navigate through their perspectives and shifting them so that they they have more creativity and good problem-solving skills and innovation. But then there are companies where a lot of um, the work is being carried by the business owner a lot of the times, especially with smaller businesses. And so because they're so focused on being able to bring in the leads, bring in the clients, make the revenue, they almost get um, blindsided and forget that, you know, they had a creative side when coming into the business. And so in that regard, I help them um, navigate the mindset side of it in terms of coaching and trying to figure out what their ethos and their culture is and what they want to create and then build a system and process for them in terms of the consulting side that feeds into or has been fed into by that ethos and culture that they want, then freeing them to actually live that dream that they wanted of financial uh, and time freedom, which so many small business owners don't necessarily get to have. Now, having worked with small business owners uh, throughout your career, or do you see kind of a common thread of uh, holes in their swing or gaps that they uh, they have? Is there certain areas where they that almost all of them need help in? Well, you know, I feel like if you ask any business owner, they'll tell you they want to have more customers and more revenue, right? And so um, there, there's five critical areas that usually we work with uh, businesses that make for a wildly successful business if most businesses focus on this, and that's leads, conversions, um, transactions, pricing, and cost cutting. Now, one of the things that I've noticed uh, with the businesses that I've worked with, especially small businesses, is in the area of pricing. I'll give you an example. Um, One of the clients that I've been working with recently has been getting really good um, influx of customers from his competitors just because they have amazing products. However, they don't have a pricing structure that actually um, is based on the value that they're providing. So the clients that are coming in are actually clients who see their value uh, against their competition. However, they're not uh, making the revenue that they're hoping to make even with this influx because their pricing is just not suitable for the value they're giving. So a lot of the situations that I have found in terms of working with small businesses is being able to help them Um, structure a pricing strategy where they're working with the value and rather than competing with 
um, others on pricing. It's more basing their pricing on the value that they're giving and making it so that their client base is, I guess, uh, investing in what they're getting back, right? So give me an example of how that works in real life. Like, how do I know if my pricing is out of whack from the value that I'm providing? Well, um, I would say for our service providers, especially, if your conversion rates are high, right, and the value that you're giving is really high and you're not getting no's, I would say that that is a good sign that you are not pricing accurately. Um, I would say, for example, like in the coaching space, um, if you have a coaching package that should be priced at $10,000 because you are giving, whether it's one-on-one coaching or even that hands-on type of consulting, but you're pricing it at $2,000 because you don't think someone will buy and you're, you're getting so many clients and they're saying your value is great and what they're getting is amazing, that's something that you want to look at and say, am I really pricing to the value that I'm providing? So I would say uh, for small business owners, especially in the service industry, is being cognizant about how many no's you're getting, because that is also an indication of whether your pricing is good or bad. So is that uh, is the flip side also true? If you're not getting any yeses, does that mean you're pricing too high? I think, uh, yes, in, in some cases, I would say, because what you want to do when you're pricing is you want to focus on um, explaining or sharing your value and showing that, especially with service industries, that the return on investment is, at, I would say, at the very least, 10 times of what you're offering. So it's, it's more about communicating the value of what you are um, offering to your clients. And sometimes, sometimes the lack of yeses also is because, unfortunately, the messaging around what we offer as small business owners sometimes is lost in the ether because instead of focusing on what the client really wants and their needs, some business owners get confused on focusing on the features of what they offer and how they're good and how they're, you know, and they focus on talking about themselves more rather than understanding what it is exactly the client needs and how their offer um, applies or satisfies or answers their problem that they have. So and it's, sometimes it's also just a messaging issue. So how do you dis- determine which it is? By asking the right questions. I think uh, for me, in terms of when I look at, when I sit down to have a conversation with a client, what we'll do is before I sit down, I will do some investigation in terms of what's there in the market. And this is one thing that um, some business owners forget to do, and that's market research. Market research will tell you what is currently acceptable in the market, and you want to kind of use that as a baseline when you are making your pricing decision, and then figuring out how you can work to either build a product that kind of sits there, if that's what you want to work with, just the, the market average, or if you want to have higher prices, you want to figure out how do I provide a service that then is differentiated from, from the what my competitors are giving so I can stand out. So that's kind of one of the benchmarks that we use when I'm, when I'm working with a business. The other thing too is really listening to how my client is expressing um, their ideas. A lot of the times you'll find that they have great products, but if it's 
very focused on themselves, then I know that it is more um, a messaging issue. But if they are telling me, you know, these are the issues that we solve, this is how they, we address the issues, then I know that it's more um, customer focused. And then I know that it's not a messaging problem. So it's just the, the kind of the perspective that the client is working with that gives me an idea of where they're coming from. Now, um, you make a bold promise that you can find any business $10,000 in less than an hour. Can you talk about, number one, how that came about? And number two, where is this $10,000? I'll I'll give you an hour to find it. (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. So I recently licensed a program that takes in uh, 479 million data points across different industries across different countries and this software basically looks at the industry averages that are there takes into account where the business is at in terms of their current revenue how they have positioned themselves in the marketing space um, the things that they have in place in terms of um, their marketing strategy their sales strategies and then we look at adjustments i like to keep it fairly conservative of changes and impacts that would bring 5%, 6% changes to the business. And what we focus on is a compounding effect. Now, what ends up happening is we're looking at things like, you know, when you're looking at generating leads is uh, one of the smaller things that we look at is like a website, right? It's a marketing asset that most people use. Unfortunately, they don't use it effectively to generate leads. Now, if they were to just change that kind of that area, they can see almost even just a small tweak in terms of their messaging. We've, I've seen my clients get 50% more leads than they were getting before from just the same amount of visitors that they're getting to their website, right? And so that has a massive impact on their business. And so once I put that information into the software that I use, it then shows us what kind of uh, money they're leaving on the table, even with their current customers. And that's how I'm able to find them that $10,000 in less than 45 minutes. Sometimes it's even in, in 15 minutes, depending on how much their message is skewed. Um, and that usually is broken down into 12 fundamental areas of business, going from cost cutting to Um, digital marketing strategies to email marketing, things like those. So depending on what the company currently has, we go from there and then work backwards to see what is working and what is not working. So is there an area you can share with our listeners, maybe when it comes to cost cutting, for example, that's kind of low hanging fruit? Is there something that they can be looking at to maybe trim that, that they have just been paying or maybe paying too much? Yeah, absolutely. One area that I'm I'm specifically a fan of is using interns. There's a lot of um, work that a lot of business owners are either spending too much on um, with hiring professionals that they may not be able to hire at that point in time, and it doesn't it doesn't work with their budget. That they can very easily work with a local college and offer um, internships to business students that can come in and get college credit hours, right? And the reason I am so about this is because, you know, when you look at the uh, people who are coming out of college right now, many of them are expected to have some type of experience in the business space, um, but they don't have it because they just, you just finished school, right? And so this provides them an opportunity to come in and work with the business, 
as they're growing their um, knowledge in school and growing their expertise and experience with the business and the business owner benefits because they get paid in credit hours. And if you wanted to compensate them too, you know, a small amount, that would be good. You don't have to because they're already getting that expertise and the credit hours from the college um, if you negotiate it correctly. Um, and it's a benefit for the college too because they increase their value to the students that are coming in because they see, well, I can actually get not just the head knowledge, but I can also get that um, hands-on knowledge uh, with this whatever school or college they're going to that offers this. And that's that's one of my favorite because it's a threefold kind of um, benefit system. And so in that sense, the business owner can then cut their costs and still get the work done that they need to get done. So now is there an industry you specialize in or is this pretty much any um, small business owner is a, uh, the right fit for you? It's For me, I would say it's pretty much any small business owner. Right now, I, I would say my focus is in the dental area just because they, I know they took quite a massive hit during COVID. And a lot of them are trying now to recover a lot of that re lost revenue. Um, but I would say it, this is something that can that cuts across all industries and can definitely be applied because the focus is more on the fundamentals of business and marketing rather than just the industry itself. That does play a role, but then there are the folk, the main focus again is just the fundamentals of business and the fundamentals of marketing. So if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's the website? Yeah, they can find me at insightbusinessstrategies.com or they can find me at melapmurilla, M-E-L-L-A-P-M-U-R-I-L-A.com. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. I've loved being on here and I love the work that you guys are doing. It's an inspiration. All right. Well, thank you very much. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. Yeah.